Hello, Cigar Authority friends. It's me, Mr. Jonathan, and I am here to apologize for the sound quality of this week's show. The backstory is that we've gone through three producers this week trying to cover Chuck while he was away, being the best man at his cousin's wedding. The producer that we had this week was not as experienced as we would like and really did not have an ear for the production of the show. Again, I apologize for how it was produced, and I hope you enjoy what you can anyways. Thank you very much, and tune in every week from noon to two, every week on thecigarauthority.com. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's a Cigar Authority. Um, Father's Day. This is Father's Day weekend, uh, a celebration honoring fathers in the fatherhood Um Nick is here, and uh, he actually has his uh, son and daughter that traveled with them this week uh, because uh, they want to be together for Father's Day, along with uh, um, they want to be together as a family anyway. So uh, this is, uh, it is typically um, celebrated, Mr. Detson, the sound of Mr. Jonathan bouncing back, uh, celebrated on the third Sunday of June in many countries, and uh, actually different days elsewhere, um, hot, as, hot as can be on this, on this microphone. Um, it's here to competent, uh, compliment, compliment Mother's Day, uh, the celebration honoring mothers. It was first observed in 1908. I, I'm so hot I can't even uh, listen to the microphone. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the day is... Uh, all right, just, now we got nothing. I got nothing at all. Uh, it is a technical nightmare here, folks. It is a technical nightmare. Yes, this is what happens when you have live radio. That's, that's what happens. Anyway, if you want to come down and see a live radio show, by all means, come and see Nick Perdomo. Join us here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Take Route 93. We are exit one off Route 93. Come to the end of the exit. Take a right. We're about a mile down on the right. You'll see Two Guys Smoke Shop. And uh, Nick's going to be here till about 5 o'clock because tonight uh, we're cutting out a little early because we have a cigar event um, at the Lanham Club uh, in Andover uh, for, uh, for Nick. And we've got about 100 people coming, and it should be a nice time. So looking forward to that. Hi, Mr. Jonathan. What's going on with the uh, – should, should we ignore the problems we're having, or should we just come right out and talk about it? Let, you know what? Let's talk about it because I'm curious. I don't want to go to break and say what the heck is going on. Because I'll be saving the, the correct, proper words that I really want to use. I understand. For. The uh, there was the sound check happened and it was perfect in the studio here, okay. and which is in the store, cigar in the store, store, correct? Yeah. And then the radio station was not hearing us because uh, apparently we were plugged into input two instead of input one, and so all the settings got messed up after the sound check. And uh, are you off now? 
Uh, I'm not off, but we're off in the store. So maybe the maybe the radio station's picking us up, and the people in the store aren't picking us up. All right, there we go. We're on now. I'm so anyway, so once all the knobs got turned, and then the radio station was live, we had it squared away with them. But now the sound check in the store was all thrown off. All the levels on UStream, all the levels on the recording, a little bit messed up. So. There's going to be an awful lot of post-production work for Chuck because yeah. he's not here. Well, Chuck took the day off. He's at a, he's at a wedding. and uh, before Which we will never forgive him for. Yeah. yeah. Hey, somebody new jumps in, and it's, it's a new game here. And, you know, it's, it's tough on the road. Our shows are on the road. We're not in studio because we demand to smoke cigars. It's a cigar-smoking show. I'm not going to fake it. We're going to light up. We're going to smoke the cigar and tell you what we think of it. We are the Cigar Authority, and, uh, you know, I know there's, there's other programs out there that uh, uh, talk about cigars uh, in studio and, and, and can't light up. Boy, talk about a disadvantage, not being able to light up. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll, so we have to do it in a cigar store each week. So this nice. week, uh, live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You folks listening in Boston or Rhode Island, it's not that far away. Just take uh, Route 93, exit 1. Come on up. It's a beautiful weekend here in New Hampshire. I know there's a lot of motorcycles out there because this is motorcycle weekend up in Laconia, New Hampshire. We'll start seeing them heading back later this afternoon as they wrap up, uh, up in Laconia. You know what Chuck and I are doing on Tuesday? What? Chuck and I are setting up and breaking down the sound system over and over again until I have it perfect. That's good. That's good. This is what, I re- this this is what, is what I re- put me over the edge. This is what I recommended, um, well, it was a little over a year ago, and uh, why Mr. Jonathan kind of walked out, because uh, I was over the edge, <laughs> because the... the the show prep, which would take days, days. To, to put show prep together, can be ruined in just minutes by not having the right knob turned up. Correct. And I'm not blaming Dave for this. He's coming in. He's pinch hitting. It's yeah. different equipment than he's used to. We And I watched him do it. He was, he was on point. And then we had the issue with the radio station. So I'm going to continue to smoke, and I'm going to get myself calm. Well, and I have good news for you guys. Apparently, we are clear now down the uh, down the line. Oh, well, it sounds good now. Oh, that beautiful! I, it sounds. Maybe good we should go over the rest of the rules with Dave while he's here. <laughs> we do not correct Mr. Jonathan live on the air. Oh, we're going to do That's it. That's number one. I, I tried faking it for a while, like nothing was going on. But anybody that was watching, watching people go back and forth, the microphones moving, the volume changing, my headphones going on and off, and trying to s- stick to the somewhat script, if that's what you want to call it, which is which is completely... <laughs> now we don't have to fill at the end of the show, because we've done our fill now. I have my fill with filling. Nice job, by the way, going solo. I was a little worried for you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, but anyway, um, good. I can, you know, what I hate to do is, in, especially a cigar like this. You want I to be re- just enjoying it. That's right. I want to enjoy it, and I don't want stress around me while I'm smoking a cigar like this. I'll tell you, if I was going to make a cigar, I would want to name it after my grandfather, and I would want a cigar just like this. Beautiful. Because your father's special because he's your dad and he's the one you grew up with, but there's an extra special feeling you have in your heart for your grandfather. If you're lucky enough to have him be alive at any point in your life, because he is all the coolness of your dad, but with that extra seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, nice. Good. Good. Uh, okay. Uh, this is Father's Day weekend. It is Father's Day weekend. And uh, it's actually the Super Bowl of cigars. My family doesn't celebrate Hallmark holidays, by the way, so we do not celebrate Father's Day. Okay, and it, and it truly is a Hallmark holiday. It is made up, and it was made up because of Mother's Day. Mother's Day was taken off, and, the, and the, you know, the 
the fathers were Hallmark saying. Hallmark wasn't selling cards on Father's Day. And the, the fathers were getting the shaft, basically. You know, uh, I mean, we do all the work. I'll tell you a story. Uh, a buddy of mine, his son got to be in the Super Bowl of uh, high school Super Bowl. And uh, he was a receiver. And he went to the game and all that, and it, it was it was videoed and stuff. And after when he got back after the game, I went over his house and we actually watched the game together. He says, uh, you know, watch my son, and he he caught one of the passes and uh, won the game. And you know, you got to see this. So we went over and we had dinner and we watched the game. And um, it was fourth quarter. There was about two minutes left, and it was all that. It was everything it could possibly be. It raining, raining like crazy, and. Um, Two minutes left, they're losing by about four points or something like that. And um, T formation, the quarterback gets the ball, and um, you see the sun run, run over to the side, cuts over, shoots all the way over there. Quarterback looks he looked like he's throwing to somebody else. He throws to uh, my friend Paul's son, little Paul, throws the ball over to him. The kid jumps up out of the air, reaches reaches his hand as far as he can, gets the tips of his fingers, the ball catches, boom, he catches the ball, falls over right on the line, it's a touchdown, he wins, the camera zooms in, it's unbelievable, the camera zooms right into his face, and there he is, he looks at the camera, and he says, hi Ma, my friend Paul took his son through Little League, through football camp, through high school, every single game, was out of his practice football. Here, he knocks he, him down. He trained him for years and years and years. The kid wins the, the Super Bowl of high school, catches the ball, looks at the camera. Hi, Ma. The poor guy. I go, what? Rewind that. i got to see that again. you got to be kidding me. It's all about Ma. You know? It's not about Ma, folks. I mean, really, the kid's crying in the middle of the night. Who elbows her to wake her up? It's dead. Okay. We wake up, we hear the kid, we go, pff, pff, hey, your kid's crying. Now get up and go take care of him. Ah. Okay, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> so let me look at the clock here. All right. We're there. We're at break time. All right. All right. Now I'm going to say to Dave, okay. Dave, I know that the music is on the green channel. So if you could put the green channel to the line. The green that, channel is up and it is ready for your music. Outstanding. All right. Okay, so we're going to take a break. If my co- computer crashes right now and I can't play the music, I'm going to quit life and I'm going to go play Russian roulette what with all the pro- What you're going to probably do is come in with music that starts with, with, with words, <laughs> and then I can't say what I'm supposed to say, so I'm going to say it now. When we come back, we're going to bring in Nick Perdomo, and he's going to tell us about what's going on in the industry and with Perdomo Cigars, new stuff coming out along with a cigar like this at this year under Silvio. So stick around. You're going to have Nick back in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. We're going, to, we're going to calm down and relax, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed 
in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophane in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle, Super Premium Vodka, Russian Reborn, 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius, Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Where do you look at it? That's the camera there. That's the camera right there. And we're back, and we're live, and I can actually hear something. Can you guys hear me? I think this is good. We took a break, and, I, and we might have our crap together right now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're broadcasting here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. If you want to come up, we have Nick Perdomo here in an event where you, we're, uh, we're giving the world away. What a deal. Come on down and see it. Come meet Nick. Meet, meet Nick's uh, son. Take exit one off Route 93, and it's Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Come on down. We're here till about 5 o'clock. Then we have a cigar dinner tonight. So anyway, welcome in, Nick Perdomo. How are you? Thank you, Dave. Happy to be here. Oh, it's great. Uh, honored for you to come up on Father's Day. You brought the whole family with you. Yes, I did. My wife and the kids, everybody's here. It's awesome. So you guys will be together for Father's Day anyway. And yep. uh, more importantly, you'll be up here for the Sweet 16 birthday party. Of my daughter for, Natalie. Yeah, today's uh, her birthday. Imagine coming up here, and I can't thank you enough for spending your, your daughter's 16th birthday. I don't know if I could pull that off. I'm pretty good that I can pull off some things, but... You could do it. That, that's unbelievable. You, you could do it now. Only, very nice, only, very nice family. Only for the two guys smoking. Yeah, I, I saw Natalie yesterday, and I went right over to her and thanked her for, uh, I said, this is not what you want to remember as spending your Sweet 16 birthday party with me, but wow. I think they're going to have a good time. Yeah. I think they're doing the nails, the hair thing, good. the shopping, you know. All right, good, good, good. So we're smoking Edition de Silvio, loving it. Later on, we're going to smoke the new Noir, and, uh, you know, 
this is this is the most expensive cigar, so is this the best cigar, or that's hard to say? I think it's one of the best in the, in the world, bar none. Um, I'm real proud of it. Like like you said earlier, we named it in honor of my grandfather, uh, Silvio Dave, and uh, yeah. I'm real proud of it. It's. Uh, I remember the launch of it, and, you, and your dad was around at the time, and he was proud of it. He was proud to have it, so there there it was, and uh, that was um, basically, your son was there too, and it was uh, three de- three generations uh, paying homage to your grandfather, and, and a elegant, fantastic cigar. Uh, the, the packaging, and I, I was honored enough to go down to Nicaragua and see not only a great cigar factory that makes great cigars, but the box factory, which was so, so impressive, um, basically making furniture. It's a furniture shop. It's not a cigar box factory. Pretty much, you're right. And, and that box, can, I, can, I, uh, can you bring that Silvio box over? That box in particular, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before in anything. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Those that can see it on there, I don't even have to um, hold the hinge because you even thought of the, the direction of the hinge here and everything. Right, and the wood that holds it. It's, uh, you know, it's embedded in, in the heart of a Spanish cedar tree. Uh, it's got holes perforated around at 360 degrees, so the cedar imbues into the cigar. And uh, as beautiful as the packaging is, Dave, uh, the cigar is even even better. So we're real proud of it. It is unbelievable. And, and, this, and the cedar that's inside here, a big, thick, circular piece of cedar that's around it, it's getting the taste of the cedar wood. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, uh, and uh, and a walking key to it. This is uh, if you're looking for a gift for Father's Day. Let me tell you, you got to really love your father, though. If you just like him, this isn't the cigar for you. No, you got to love. Him. You got to love your father yeah. for this one. This is beautiful. The lock and key was actually designed for my son because he would like to come in and steal the cigars. So we figured <laughs> the best thing to do would put a lock and key on it. <laughs> and now he's old enough. Now he's old enough. Yes. So. Uh, are you going to bring him into the into the uh, tobacco business right away, like you should? What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is an inside joke, uh, folks. This is just an inside joke. He's, I'm sorry. He's, he's got just 48 <laughs> quick months at the University of Alabama. <laughs> After he gets that business degree, he's going to do just just great here in the industry. Yes, he is. So you're going to send him away, spend a ridiculous amount of money. So all right, leave him alone. Let's not go there. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much, pretty much. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Nicholas, I've been trying. Just so you know, after all over, you're going to do fantastic. In, in about 40 days, when he sees 22,000 beautiful girls in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I think he's going to... He's he'll, gonna be, be, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be, be thanking me for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, what's the blend? What, what's the makeup of a Silvio? What makes it so special? Well, what makes it so special, it utilizes the finest tobaccos that the company has. Um, you know, we've always kept the blend pretty much secretive, but uh, it, it is... The best of the best. That uh, so as you're sorting, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you look at the wrapper leaf; it's absolutely pristine. So you're using this is uh, Ecuador or Connecticut shade? It's a, it's a Cuban seed wrapper, a light wrapper. It's a low priming wrapper, and it's 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 just really the finest tobacco. I mean, I wanted to pay homage, like you said yeah. earlier, to my grandfather, and it uh, it really is the best of the best that we have. It's very time consuming. That's why the production is so limited. Uh, we don't play games. I'd like to sell 500 million of them, but we only make 50 to 52,000 these and, pieces a year. And last year, there was none for me. Last year, there was none for anybody. We had a, uh, our distributor in Russia said, I want all of it. And he paid for it all, and he, he bought it all, and that's how we, uh, we ended up finding the money to pay uh, for your very expensive college tuition. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this year we got a hold of it anyway, but it's a it's a limited production. It's a once a year type of thing. It is unbelievable. Um, it's pricey up. It's pricey, but you know if you're looking for something really really special as a gift for somebody, or if you want to do for yourself as you should. I mean, life is short. You want to really buy yourself something, even a single. Buy one of these cigars. You, you, you really, if you're into cigars, you need to experience the Dicci and De Silvio at least once. It is an unbelievable cigar. It's pricey, but it's an unbelievable cigar. When I say it's pricey, uh, you know, this cigar is actually for more money than this. But it's pricey when it comes to a, the Perdomo name because Perdomo right now is looked upon as the best value brand, period, in this industry. Well, thanks, Dave. I, I believe that. I mean, you know... Uh you know, we took a, a real galleon effort a couple of years ago when uh, the government, who's my biggest competitor today, yeah. uh, decided to implement this ridiculous S-chip tax. And what we did is we absorbed it. It's been a painful pill, and our bean counters don't necessarily like what we've done with diminishing margins, but we thought it was the right thing to do. And uh, our price points, are, are, I think, are the best in the industry. A guy gave me the, the biggest compliment a couple of weeks ago. He said, you make a Mercedes-Benz product at a Dodge price, and, yeah. and that makes it easy for all us to be able to enjoy the cigars. So I'm, I'm happy we're able to do that. It certainly is. And um, the, the quality of product, you know, and I, I was a little nervous at that, that the quality of product may change as some time went on because of the lower price, but it certainly didn't. I mean, you're talking about, you know, one of your top ones, which is Perdomo Champagne, one of my favorite, favorite cigars there is out there. You can get a Perdomo Champagne in the $5 range, which is Unbelievable. I mean, you're talking a super premium cigar at a value cigar price. So it, it, that stuff is going crazy. It is in our retail store anyway. How is it nationwide? Are you seeing tremendous growth as you should? Can we just get that mic a little closer to your mouth? The guys in the uh, chat sure. box are having a hard time hearing you. Yeah, we've seen uh, tremendous growth in, in all our brands, and we're happy. And we're, we really appreciate the customers supporting us. Not only the customers out there, but guys like you, Dave, who who appreciate and want the best for your customers also. So we've been uh, we've been hitting on all cylinders. We don't like diminishing margins, but the way the economy is and everything, we're really proud that we can build the amount of market share. And today, I think market share is just as important as profits right now. Oh. You know, if you can certainly maintain what you were doing before, the the, the idea right now is to not not to sink. If you can maintain what you have during rough times, that's going to be the key of it. Some people ain't going to make it. I'm going to tell you right now. I remember 2007 was the year that the cigar boom busted, and it was a major, major change in this industry. That year, again, now is now. It's 2011. I think we're going to see uh, this. Uh, 1997, I'm sorry, was, was the time that that happened last time. And now I think it's 2011. Unfortunately, we're going to lose some retailers. We're going to lose some manufacturers. The cream is going to rise to the top, and the strong are going to survive. And that's the way, hey, that's the way it should be. It would be nice if everybody could do it. But uh, Oh, you don't want cigar shops to get bailed out or... Cigar manufacturers to get bailed you out know by what? the government. If if I, if I'm failing, I don't want the government bailing me out. I'll tell you right now. I agree. 100%. No thanks. I can but do thanks, it on my own, just yeah. like you. Thanks, but no thanks. And if and you let yourself fail. You shouldn't be allowed to be bailed out. You should be embarrassed. Right. That's right. And for those that um, go into bankruptcy, shame on you. What, what what a shame that must be. Or, or they, they have no heart. I mean, to declare bankruptcy protection or something, I would hang my head down and I would be so ashamed of myself. They walk around proud. I was able to de- declare bankruptcy. It'll be seven years before I can have proud. a credit card. Oh, my God. Talk about, you know, attaching something to your name of bankruptcy. Oh, my God. You failure. You should be branded on your face. Now, that being said, sometimes it's... 
it's the government in our specific industry that is causing bankruptcy. You know, I know some retailers, New York of, of all things, um, the, the state of New York raised um, the tobacco tax to 75%. And this is not to the detriment of um, some of these cigar stores, but they have no choice but to go under because the tax happened and there's nothing they can do about it so we're seeing that some of them are packing up and moving like i did out of massachusetts when they did the tax we're seeing that some are just don't have the money to do that so they're closing shop um i i know i just saw a video um on youtube out there with ron melende from della concha where he kind of interviewed and went around to the different stores and and they actually pleaded to um the government to please put a cap a dollar cap on cigars those that are listening don't understand what a cap is. Uh, mo- there are some states that have a t- uh, cigar tax that actually put a 50 cent, um, like Rhode Island, for instance. Uh, I know we have an uh, affiliate in Rhode Island listening. They have a 50 cent tobacco tax cap. So let's assume the cigar is a $10 cigar. And uh, the tax on a $10 cigar at 30% would be $3. The tax cap is $0.50. Cents. So a $1 cigar would, have a th- would be $0.30 cents tax. A $2 cigar would be capped at $0.50. Cents. A $10 cigar is still capped at $0.50. Cents. So you're paying $0.50. Cents, and for the state of Rhode Island, it has helped them out dramatically. We tried to pull, I say we because I, I belong on a board of directors of IPCPR, but we tried to make a 50 cent cap in New York since this happened and we've been trying for a year with no luck so we've moved ahead to try for a dollar and it, it, it's getting close I urge uh, uh, anybody that uh, is a uh, resident of New York or uh, anybody I guess could uh, write their congressman and uh, ask um, to make it happen you know please let this happen because I don't know if you saw that graph that happened this is um, a graph of tax collected in New York, cigar tax collected in New York, since 2003. And all of a sudden, when the tax went up, it's so obvious how this works. When the tax goes up, the revenue drops. So it's dropping like a rock. And at 75, which we don't, we don't have the year 2010 in here, at 75%, it's going to be off the charts into nothing. So what they did is put folks out of business, families on the um, on the um, welfare, and they collected no money at the time. It's a lose-lose-lose situation. Could you imagine if private business people like us ran the government? Or could you imagine if these guys up in Washington ran private business? There would be no more business. Oh it's ridiculous. God. Completely the opposite of what, what they should do. The opposite of... Um, Capitalism, you know, the opposite of trying to uh, make things better. They're making things worse, and p- people are, it's just going completely backwards. And, you know, the tax cap, although it will help them, why don't you just repeal the tax? Just go backwards. Go back to where, when it wasn't a problem. That's as easy as it is. Let's see where the problem happened. Oh, we implemented, we went from 20% to 75%, and then we had a problem. What if we go back to 20%, then the problem will be corrected. Or zero, and they could even, uh, things would be even better. And, you know, I mean, it's enough that they have to pay state tax. Yes. And on top of you got the tobacco tax. It's enough. I mean, I'm, there's just tax over tax over Our founding forefathers definitely didn't, uh, that didn't want this. Double taxation. It's compounded taxation, and it's illegal. It's unconstitutional, You're actually, absolutely right. And it still happens to, to, to this day. And I, I don't want to turn the show into a, a political show, but... Too uh, late. 
too late. <laughs> I got the right guy here because, speaking of politics, you are the vice mayor of Miami. Yes, I am, and uh, we did something quite different. We cut taxes since I've been on, and uh, we've given people even rebate checks back, and uh, no, no good deed goes unpunished. People still get mad that we're giving them checks back. It's their money. I mean... That's the way we do it in the private sector. You know, we do profit sharing and 401ks. Yeah. Now you do that, and if you've got an excess of money, you give it back to, to the people. It belongs to them. Yeah, why, why should you hold on to it? It's not my money. Right. It's their money. And even people said, oh, you should use that money to spend. No, I always say I should give that money back to you. It's your money. I mean, uh, you paid the taxes. If I reuse it again, it is double taxation. I do find it unconstitutional also, Dave. Imagine the, the, the left side actually being upset that they get the check back oh yeah the left side is pretty bad the only thing left about me is the way i write but uh outside of that uh that explains I, I, why you and dave get along so yeah, right. I, but uh, we we think we we think the right way so that's, that's think, think with your right side of the brain and write with your left side that's left right hand, that's all that's but right it's just amazing it's, it's amazing and it's a shame and, it, and something better be done about it or else uh this country is uh is not with the country I grew up in, for sure. As uh, the politics are changing here uh, in the United States, uh, you know we're here in New Hampshire, and this is where the, where it's all going to start up, and we've already had a debate last week. Did you happen to catch it? I did catch it. What did you think? I would take uh, I would I would vote for this ashtray over Barack Obama, but uh, <laughs> I, I was actually pretty impressed. Um, I was impressed with 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 uh, Michelle Bachman. Yes. Uh, Newt Gingrich is by far the sharpest uh, out of the out of the eight, but I don't know if he's got the, the wheels to be able to do it. But any of them, and I tell you, this guy Kane, yeah, who uh, who's the CEO of uh, of uh, the, of uh, Godfather's Pizza, very you know, he impressed me too. And uh, anything better than what we got now, and anybody who who saw that debate could could figure that out. I mean, we need to we need to get people in there. You know what a profit and law statement is and knows how to run a budget. And I've always said that the best people in politics are definitely business people, Dave. But we continue uh, with the lawyers and the same old, same old. But if people don't go out and vote, that's what you're going to get. But I'd love to talk about cigars right now. Okay. So. Yeah, well, you did not mention you, Romney, though. You, um, I thought Romney was, was pretty sharp. Again, I'll, I'll support any of the Republican candidates that vote against what we have right now. You got a problem with the health bill? I have a problem with his health bill in yeah. Massachusetts. I yeah. did like that he said, I wish you would have called me and I would have told him the mistakes. And uh, I was talking to Roy Kirby earlier, and, you know, we have a, we have a, a, a massive plan in, in Florida with all our employees. And an average family pays about $550 a month with, with our plan. Yet Roy says he spends 700 and his wife has to spend 700 And I yeah. said, the reason is is because you're subsidizing people on the dole who aren't paying in, in right. insurance, and it's tough. And, tough you know, just on the, on the last segment, I was watching a show um, in, in Florida where I live, and you have people in West Palm Beach. A guy has a million-dollar home. He hasn't paid his mortgage in two and a half years, and he's living high on a hog in his million-dollar home, and uh, people are really taking advantage of the situation, yeah. and it's, it's, it's getting out of hand, and people are getting tired. Of uh, of having to work and busting their butts and people not doing anything and, and and reaping the benefits of the people that are working, it's definitely wrong. It's not let's why uh, my family came. Let's from talk Cuba. about the stuff that you bust your butt on. What are your top sellers right now? Well, Dave mentioned one, the uh, Perdomo Reserve Champagne. We got two new sizes that just came out. We came out with the new Super Toro Champagne, a six by sixty. It's uh, right off the charts too. Uh, the new uh, Champagne Noir Super Toro, and for the Boston fans, the band looks just like the Bruins. Yes, it does. Band, so. Uh, Go Bruins. I actually saw the Stanley Cup uh, day before yesterday. I was walking back to my hotel, and the, the players were 
rolling the Stanley Cup into the outdoor restaurant, and we were standing right next to it. It was pretty cool. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. But uh, I tell you, everything is hitting on cylinders, uh, or hitting on all cylinders. Uh, Perdomo Lot 23, the sales are through the roof. You know, we talk about the, the business being flat, Dave, and I'm proud to say that we've had double-digit, and some, in some cases, triple-digit growth. Uh, one of my favorites, the Perdomo Patriarch, is really starting to move in the, in the right direction. Nick Sticks. I mean, listen, we have eight brands, not including uh, the Perdomo Fresco, and everything is, is really moving good. And i got to thank you. Oh, please. No, I do. i got to thank yeah. the retailers out there in America who have really supported our family line of, of brands. Uh, you know, I don't advertise in, in these magazines. I believe in the best way to do it is the grassroots efforts together with, with, with myself and, and our sales team. We go out to retail shops. We do cigar dinners, and we meet directly with, with you, the cigar consumer, and that's how we built it. We built the Perdomo Army, in reality, with with our, our advocates being the actual cigar smoker, and it's right, worked. Why not? Yeah, yeah, and it's worked. You, you don't need the retailer to get beat uh, with you. You don't need the magazine to get with you. They, they are not even rating you. I mean, the the lineup that you have of cigars is unbelievable, and and the the bigger magazines aren't even giving you well, decency of a rating. But well, I'm not spending the money with them, and uh, and I and I refuse to. If, if, if you know, journalistically, if you're going to be responsible. Be responsible to the consumer and don't dictate things on advertising. I mean, I got Perdomo Champagne Super Tour, a brand that's that's flying like an F-16. You know, you send it out to Cigar Fictionata, they don't even mention it. Make believe like it's not even there. Yeah, it's it's, not even it, there. it's, it's unbelievable. Well, uh, what do you got for the future? Well, we got a couple, uh, on, you know, speaking about the new Champagne Noir, we came out with one size, the 6x60 Super Tour. We'll... We have the uh, we'll have a five by fifty four robusto, a six by fifty four toro, a seven by fifty four churchill, and the same a seven by fifty four torpedo. That'll be coming out at the uh, IPCPR show in Las Vegas. We have a, a new uh, Perdomo, uh, what we call the the exhibition series that uh, that's going to rock and knock people's socks off. Also, that'll be coming out in the show. Exhibition. The exhibition series. It, it's uh, it, it, it's super. It's uh, more of a full-bodied cigar. Pretty heavy. Um, something that uh, I think people are really going to like. Very unique. And then we have, you know, people by popular demand, we have the new estate selection, Vintage 2002. It'll be coming out. People have been asking about that. The reason we stopped the production on the ESV, uh, when you run out of the tobacco, I just don't think you keep putting the same bands on cigars over and over again and have these vintage years and vintage years that just never end. Right. And I, I'm, I'm famous for a lot of things. Being a liar is not one of them, and I'm just not going to tell people I got the same cigar when it's not the same. The consumer is smart enough, and I'm smart enough not to lie to them. It takes 10 years to get a customer. It takes you about two and a half seconds to lose one, and I want our customers to be happy, Dave. Yeah, yeah I, I, I certainly think they are. Where are you going to go with pricing on the new stuff? Well, we're going to continue with... Uh, we want to stay in the sweet spot, and the sweet spot to us is between five and eight fifty to nine dollars. If you look outside of a limited production cigar, the most expensive cigar in our repertoire retails for nine dollars. So, I mean, we make cigars from two dollars and fifty cents retail all the way to, to nine dollars, and uh, these particular brands are going to retail in the six to seven dollar range. That's going to be the sweet spot, and that's what the consumer needs, and I think that's what the retailer needs. In the old days, you would say ten dollars cigars are great. The retailer makes more money today. Selling a six to seven dollars cigar is better because the guy grabs four. Right, and if he grabs four, which versus today where he grabs one, you're going to make more money. So. It's um, almost I, like lowering taxes, and the it, government would make more money. You're, yes. You're yeah. actually running a business now. Yes. Now, wow. It, the way they should. Yeah, and, it's, and, you know, 
it's better to make a quick nickel than a real slow dime. And I'm really happy that, that the cigars are growing like this and all the humidors. And the consumer appreciates it. I had three young guys in your Nashua store yesterday say, hey, I want to thank you for, for absorbing that tax. We just graduated high school. We're, we're 18 years old, and we can smoke a Perdomo cigar. And a lot of these other cigars we can't. They're just too expensive for us, and we appreciate it. We're going into college right now. Things are tough. I, you know, I got a job, and I'm going into school. I got to yeah. pay tuition, and I can still, you know, I can still enjoy a fine cigar. And listen, that's the basis of what we need. We need these young guys. They're the future, and um, we don't want, you know, it's it's sad that the the art of cigar making is is, is died in this country. We don't want the younger people not to be able to enjoy a fine cigar. So uh, it's nice when you see younger guys and they're. In their in their in their twenties and stuff, enjoying a product and be able to smoke a super premium cigar at a real fair price. Sure. So I see the new hour, which uh, we're going to smoke next. You went to a big ring gauge, and you were the first guy out there making the big ring gauges uh, many many years ago when you when you started. With you know, it just didn't seem like. But today, it looks like the direction of the the consumer, and I'm and I'm following, I'm tracking it myself, is bigger ring gauges and more strength. It is, and, you know, being a, a true manufacturer, which, you know, we make every cigar that we, we make, our family makes every cigar, um, as being a manufacturer, the 6x60 is by far the least profitable cigar. Of course. Because it just consumes as much tobacco as Barack Obama consumes people's money. So it's, uh, it's, 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 hard, it's hard for a cigar manufacturer to, to do that, but the consumers want it, Dave, and we have to work for our consumers. And the six by sixty is uh, is a size, and I'm sure you see it in this big, beautiful store. I mean, uh, people really gravitate to these big sizes. They get a lot of bang for their buck too, and I understand it totally. So we have to work with uh, with what they want. My son likes to smoke Lanceros and Panatellas. I told him, son, if I had to make Lanceros and Panatellas, I'd be out with a stainless steel cup out there right. begging for money because people just aren't buying those types of cigars. They're buying, they want to get more bang for their buck, and I understand. They look at a cigar, and it's $5. Well, this one's got more tobacco. It's 20 cents more. That's right. And I understand totally what they're looking for, but that 6 by 60 is... Uh, is a monster seller. I mean, I have a lot of a lot of pairs of rollers that are making those. And between the Noir, the Champagne Super Tour, the Habano Gordo, the Grand Cru Super Epicure, I mean, we can't keep any of those cigars in stock right now. They're selling extremely well. So the new one, and, and we get a lot of people on the internet. The the real, in, in the nicest way I can say it, the real cigar geeks that are into this thing, uh, typically are into the fuller-bodied cigars and stuff. This new cigar you got come out. Is this the, the fullest body you've had yet? It'll be the fullest body, but again, I believe in refined smoking too. I can make balance. a cigar, yeah, and balance and complexity. Yeah. I can make a cigar where your eyes water. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, if you put unfermented tobacco that have nicotine ratios of six or, or above. You're not really giving the, the cigar smoker the true bang for the buck. A cigar is no different than a fine wine. It should be aged, and it should be refined, and it should be complex. And a lot of, like you said, it's not just to blow your head off. Right. You know, so uh, very full-bodied, very rich, but nothing that's going to burn your throat or aggravate you or say, I can only smoke one cigar, and, you know. And, but people are looking for more and more flavor, and we're giving it to them. Rookie question. If... Um as you're aging tobacco, how much does that nicotine percentage drop as you're, as you're aging it? Well, it drops it drops throughout the years depending on, on the category of the tobacco, whether it be a light tobacco, which is sick, or a diesel, or, which is a medium tobacco, or a lijero tobacco. But your portions will go from 0.6 all the way down to 0.3. It just depends 
on the, the different characteristics of tobacco and the fermentation process, but really where you want to be is maybe at 4, 4.2% nicotine. That's about the maximum you want to have a refined tobacco at the same time where it has a lot of flavor and it's perfectly fermented. It's what you want. You don't want any roughness or sharp edges in the flavor. It's, it, it, to me, it's not, uh, it's not desirable. And uh, listen, I could put Pennsylvania River Sucker tobacco, which I think a lot of people are putting in, in the cigars that have plus right. seven nicotine that the Amish use for, for chewing tobacco, and people are smoking that and they're going, wow, this is great, but it's really not what it's about. They might as well smoke a cigarette. It's raw, raw t- tasting tobacco, and it blows my mind that some people grav- gravitate to that, but, you know, talk about rookie questions. That to me, it's a great question. Yeah, that is, that is a, uh, a rookie cigar smoker that doesn't even know, you know, that'd be somebody uh, like a wine person that drinks their wine out of a box and says, it gives me a good buzz, too. You know, a cigar like that gives you a buzz. Sure. sure it certainly Absolutely. does, but it's uh, it's awful. Uh, you know, going to, to uh, Nicaragua and seeing your, um, another thing, uh, seeing your production and everything that's there, and it's amazing what you do and the, the people rolling the cigars, but the back end of it, the tobacco that you have accumulated... I have never seen so much tobacco in all my life. I mean, you have, you, you know, looking at that, it shows me that you are in for the long haul. You Definitely. have tobacco for, for your many, many years of your son taking charge. I mean, this We do. We do. That's why if you look at Grand Cru, it says crop of 2004. It's the truth. Right. I don't want to lie to customers. And being in the industry, wow, you just look at certain things and uh-huh. you just say, wow. That's the only thing I could say is wow. And you know, the questions I get asked when people come on the tour, we had close to 500 people come on our tour this year, and some of the questions that not only retailers have been in for, for a long time, but a lot of cigar smokers, they've been told by other people, um, you know, they just get told fantasies, and right. it's a shame, and I want, I want the consumer to really know, and as the cigar smokers are getting more knowledgeable, and you see it, and you're in, you see it on your side, you know, I, I want to tell them the truth, what it's really about, so they know, because they're partaking in something that's an enjoyable thing, and they need to know really what it's about, and that was a very good question. Well, what they hear is two different stories. That's that's the problem that happens, that they, they come in and they've heard a story from, in my case, from another store, and they'll come in and say, well, such and such, this is supposed to be like this, and this is this, and I, you know, I shake my head. It, it's, it's a weird situation to be in because you don't want to say to the customer, wow, you're stupid, that's not the right answer or something. And I said, maybe somebody told you, made a mistake telling you this. I'm just trying to be nice saying it to them, but somebody lied to you. Somebody came right out and lied to you and told you a different story. Hey, how about this is the story of this cigar. Let the cigar speak for itself. Absolutely. Because I'm going to tell you, I'll pu- I can pull a $5 cigar out off there, take the band off it and hand it to one of your cigars and hand it to somebody and say, smoke the cigar, now tell me what it's worth. And everybody's going to go to a higher level of value. Of what Every single cigar. time I've ever right. blinded Dave or Mike Havey or Ben blinded myself. If it's a Perdomo cigar, I'm wrong because I'm guessing too high on the price. Well, right. I appreciate it. We just did a big thing with our sales team at our sales meeting. We said, try this and give me the price point on what you think it should be. And it was our Perdomo Patriarch. And uh, a lot of guys said, wow, this is 12 to $15. And I said, well, this is what it is. Yeah. And it retails for 7 to $9. So even our own sales team was fooled about it. So you're absolutely right on that, yeah. too. Yeah. What's, the, what's the key for you? I've never had a plugged Perdomo ever. What is the key for keeping the, the smokeability of the cigar? The main, the main key about that is the weight standards on the cigar. 
We were very stringent on the, on the weight standards. When we make a wheel of 50, and Dave has seen it, uh, the weight, we only give it plus or minus 2 ounces, divisible by 50 cigars, which makes it perfect. Also, when we check the cigars, every bunch has to be straight, and we actually draw test in excess of 45,000 cigars a day, each and every day. And our people go in at 5 o'clock in the morning, and David Cena, we have a complete draw testing station. And every single cigar gets draw tested. But the most important thing, in my opinion, is the weight standards and the way the cigar is made. And our, our factory director, Sarah Gonzalez, is the very best in the industry on that. And she does a marvelous job. And nothing is more frustrating than a cigar smoker than having a cigar that's plugged. It's even worse if you're going golfing. You pick up cigars for the foursome. You want to surprise everybody with something nice. You can smoke on the golf course. You hand it to him, and now you're embarrassed because the guy can't even smoke a cigar. And you don't have it. Yeah, you don't have another one. And he's a, he's a, a once-in-a-while smoker, and now you just turned him off to whatever that band says. He never buys it again, and you're embarrassed. I feel very confident going golfing. I'll bring the cigars. I'll give him a Perdomo, and it's a guaranteed easy draw every time. I don't know your feelings on Cuban cigars, but... Not much. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, and I want to hear that, because the problem that happens with that is, it is, talk about a hit or miss. I mean, it, it's, it's more like a baseball player. I mean, you, you got one, one out of three that are possibly going to be a good cigar. One out of three. If I tried to pull that off in a retail environment in here, that somebody bought a cigar and one out of three draws and burns properly... My business is gone, but for some odd reason, it is accepted when it comes to Cuban cigars that people will accept the mediocrity. When you get a good one, you get a good one, but really, two out of three times, you're not going to get it. It's funny you say that. Our distributors around the world are always trying to trade cigars, Cuban cigars, back with our cigars. And I was golfing recently with Arthur Kemper, our vice president, and uh, our Canadian distributors gave us some Monte Cristos, these new ones that came out, and they were... We had five of them. All five of them were plugged, and they were, I think they retailed for $30 a piece. But how much do they really cost if you had to take five of those cigars? They're just completely plugged. We're going to bump out right now to a break, and uh, we're going to come back with Nick Podomo, and we're going to hear more. Okay, so stick around, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. We'll be right back. There's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. 
Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke shop visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick 
Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. To all the fathers out there, to all the fathers out there, happy Happy Father's Father's Day, Day, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. My name is David Garofalo. I'm here with Mr. Jonathan. That's right, baby. Pitch hitting in for us. Uh, Chuck is off today, and uh, he gets a beating for that anyway. But pitch hitting is Dave on the board. And uh, I want to say hello to the four stations picking us up right now. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320. That's Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Watching us live on Ustream.tv, and for your convenience at any time, you can pick up the podcast on podbean.com or iTunes. And uh, just go to thecigarauthority.com. It's all there for your convenience. Nice and easy where you can grab whatever you want. If you're interested in checking back on old shows, they're on there, archived forever and ever. And with us... Back is Nick Perdomo from Which, Perdomo uh, Cigar. Cigar one two three says, and I believe he puts it the best when he says, uh, "Nick is the man." Nick is the man. I can't believe it. It's Thank Nick you. Perdomo. It is. That's right. I can't believe it. It's Nick Perdomo. It's my honor to be here, gentlemen. That's the well, truth. Well, thank you very much. I hate to put the cigar down, but I am going to because, boy, you're talking. I got an hour into this, and I probably got an hour, another hour to go. You do. You so do. that is a uh, slow burning cigar. As I'm visiting with my grandfather tomorrow. Good. And I'll be bringing him a couple of these so that uh, you want a noir? Yeah, I'll take one. Sure. Okay, this is the uh, the Perdomo Champagne Noir, meaning black Maduro, very heavy uh, wrapper. If you remember, Dave, when you were down in Nicaragua, Aristides Garcia, our technician. Yeah. We were down looking at some fermentation people, and this is like you've seen in, in our fermentation. We saw these. Beautiful black leaves that were glistening, and I thought they looked great, and we were going to use them for Lijero, and, which is our strength tobacco. And I said, you know, this is criminal having to do this. We should use this for wrapper. So you know how Aristides likes to make cigars by hand on, yeah. his, on his leg with a little knife. We made some cigars, and they burnt wonderful, and I thought they were delicious. And I had, had a Champagne Churchill, two of them, matter of fact, in my pocket. Took the wrapper off with the blend, and we put these big, thick wrappers on top, and we smoked them, and they were wonderful. And I said, let's ferment these wrappers for another three or four months and let's make cigars and let's make this blend and i want to come up with something so we ended up coming up with this new brand uh, perdomo reserve champagne noir and we started with just one size a six by 60 hence you know why and uh yeah it's been a winner and it's a it's a delicious cigar a lot of flavor and i know you like a lighter cigar dave but i think you're really going to enjoy this now this, this is the exact same champagne cigar oh yeah. your cutter your cutter oh cutter okay yeah. And look at this Perdomo lighter. That's a good one, the quad flame uh, lotus lighter that you can't turn on right now, but no. it works excellent. Thanks. Oh, someone was giving me a hard time last week about not checking his tools, making sure they I don't know how gas. it even showed up here. It just showed up on the table. Just showed up. It showed up unfilled. Just sounds like excuses to Listen, me. Listen, everything's going wrong, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have nothing to do with all the problems. <laughs> Heads are going to roll after the show. you got to hope I 
relax and chill out because uh, I think you might quit at the end of the show again. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen this time. <laughs> you got to know me. He knows uh, I know you my, bo- my bark is worse than my bite, huh? No, well, you can bite pretty hard if you want. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're good. <laughs> um, before I even light the cigar. Is this the, the, a regular champagne, and the only thing that changed is the wrapper? We put a little heavier binder and a really thick, uh, what we call a seventh priming uh, wrapper. If you remember the leaves on the top that I had showed you, those corona leaves, yeah. days when you guys came down to our farms. Which is really the fullest body. The, full, the fullest body wrappers, but these wrappers were extremely well fermented, and they were done just solely with water. And uh, they really have a delicious taste, almost like a dark chocolate, real rich taste and it. It really works well with the uh, fillers and binders we use on this bar. It's uh, it's sweet right off the bat, uh, maybe like a raisiny sweet taste. Mr. Jonathan's having a nice laugh on there online. No, yeah, I, I can't I can't share it with you because it's at your expense. Sorry. Okay. Oh really? <laughs> now I have to go back. Is there a way to go back? There is not. Oh really? All deleted. Deleted. Somebody <laughs> said something bad. Is that anything to do with my size? No, no, no. That I would tell you. It's not a fat joke. Huh? No, it, I'll tell you. It was. Uh, they said, "Is Mr. J picking on Dave?" And then Rudy says, uh, "It appears the student has become the master." <laughs> Rudy is upset because the Boston Bruins kicked some butt. Rudy is in Canada. They they be misbehaved, don't you think? The Canadians. Misbehaved? I believe they did. That's not Rudy though. And that's not all Canadians. You can't lump no. them all in. I that. try to lump everybody in as one. But Rudy, Rudy, Rudy's actually a good guy. He listens to the Cigar Authority. Right, so. he is. He's, he's, uh, he's been okay. a diehard fan since the beginning. Way to go, Rudy. But, uh, yeah, we had, we had a little busting back and forth when uh, the, the Bruins were going to play uh, the Canucks. And, uh, you know, they're, they're big. You know, I'm a fair weather fan. There's no doubt about it. I don't. I don't follow it, but uh, when uh, they were going to get in there for the Stanley Cup playoffs or something, I became a huge fan. I'm all about the Bruins as long as I don't have to watch hockey. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I've always liked the Bruins. That no, was very exciting. I just don't like hockey. It was a very exciting uh, playoff, and uh, it's it, Boston's going to become a, a hockey town once again. It's been a long time. It's been 30 years or so, and uh, I'm just I'm just talking about this, Rudy, for you. I'm bringing this up for you anyway, but uh, they had the parade today in downtown Boston. That's right. Yep. That's right. And uh, I, anybody listening uh, out there, listening to the show while they're watching the parade, everybody scream all at once right now! Yay. Here we go. Hey, David, thanks a lot for those uh, Red Sox tickets for tomorrow. For tomorrow. I'm taking my family to Fenway and. Uh, Thanks to David Garofalo and Two Guys Smoke Show. Yeah, anybody that uh, goes to the Red Sox game, look around. He's down in front pretty close uh, on the uh, first base side, I believe. Awesome. And uh, look for Nick Perdomo or something. He may have a cigar on him. You never know. I have a Red Sox hat on. But don't light up in Fenway Park. Yeah, unfortunately. And, and yeah. he used to be able to do it. And there was a radio broadcaster um, a long time ago that singly is the one that singly stopped the smoking at Fenway Park. Unbelievable! It was a radio. It was a radio broadcaster. Uh, he was he was on uh, an FM station, uh, an FM rock station. Well, that's the problem right there. I mean, no one even listens to FM anymore. It's all about it's all AM. about AM. It's all AM. We're all AM four AM stations. But you, you think we got a chance to get on satellite? I, I would. I would. I would love to see you guys on satellite. Why not? I don't then know we can to... stop uh, censoring ourselves. Right. <laughs> I think we'd be a better show on satellite. I think we would. Because I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, I, it slips sometimes, but 
I'm holding back, I'm, especially when we start talking into into government issues and things that are happening. And you like and that. I are so politically correct, and we really watch our tongues, <laughs> yeah, and right. we're quaint and reserved and quiet. It's hard to hold back sometimes. Uh, when you're passionate about something, hey, that's, that's where the, the problem happens anyway. But uh, all right, Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan has an unbelievable foot. He's been smoking cigars for probably five years or so. Anyway, well, but off and on since I was eighteen. But yeah. the last uh, the last year with the Cigar Authority, I've ramped up. I own a humidor now, a couple of them. Yeah, they're all filled, and uh, I don't know about having a good you, palate. You, you have an unbelievable palate, and I don't want to give you any praise at all, <laughs> especially <laughs> today. Right? <laughs> but uh, you have a you have a great palate. He picks up the oddest flavors, but what? And I would laugh at it and just push the flavors aside. And, you know, I'm not a big, big guy into the, you know, you got leather and you got this and this. But he'll say some weird things. And then after he says it, then I smoke it. And it's the weirdest thing that I can really pick it up. Sometimes. Not all the time. You know, with the, with the green beans, almondine or something. I don't that's know my I favorite one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that's what it was called. I like these magazines that pick up balls of wood. I think that's what we use to pack furniture. I've never eaten balls of wood. I, yeah, you know. yeah. So it, Bill uh, Vining, the web guy. We having any web problems? Because I'm going to kick butt when we get off the air. I might as well hit everybody at once. Yeah, Bill, no, no web problems. No the website web seems to be working the perfectly. You're, you're in good shape. Bill it's, lost some it, weight. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he slimmed down yeah, a bit. He slimmed down. That's good. Looks That's like good. he slimmed down. Fat or close. Note to self. Fat or close. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. Note to self. <laughs> you're doing everything you can over there. you got a dark shirt on. You got the camera up high. Yeah, I'm doing what I can. Yeah, I'm doing the Facebook thing, right? Is that how the girls on Facebook do it? Yeah, we've seen your cleavage. Yeah. Uh, we know it's false advertising. <clears throat> so when, when we take you off, we're bringing Nicholas on. He's never done this before, right? He's never been on a... No, he hasn't. We're going to break his cherry right here. Is he yeah. going to be nervous? What's going to happen? He'll probably be a little nervous, but he's a, he's a good young man. He, he sure is. You did a great job with both your children. Thank you, and, David. And, and I think Nicholas is the greatest. 18 years old. He's 18 years old. He's uh, very sharp. You know, he spent a lot of summers in Nicaragua. He's learned a lot. And what I liked about him is he's, uh, he's walked the walk before he's talked the talk. And uh, I remember we had him, you know doing sucker control. I told him, you're going to learn from the bottom up. If you think learning this business sitting behind a desk, that's not the way it works. No. And you're going to go out and learn everything. And the funny thing is he was fermenting tobacco. And I said, what'd you think? He said, dad, the girl next to me fell. She fainted with the nitrates. I had to pick her up. My back, my hamstrings, my knees are sore. Look at my hands. They're black. We moved 3,000 pounds of tobacco from this side to that side. We took the leaves from the bottom to the top, the inside to the outside. And I said, well, what do you think? He said, I can't wait till 630 wow. tomorrow morning. Wow. So, so that was something. That's what know. I'm talking about. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Because you you worry, and I do I do the same. I do what I can for, for, for my daughter. And you worry if, you you know, you give them the silver spoon type of thing and things are handed to them. And we had to fight and claw our way to, to get to it. And, but you want the best for your children. You Absolutely. Want, you enjoy giving them nice things and stuff. But you hope that they end up building a work work ethic. And uh, it's, that's fantastic. I what see amazes them. me is Gianna watches the show or listens to it every week because yeah. you get a text at the end of the show. Yeah. Tired of hearing about Mr. Jonathan's bedroom activities. Can you please get him to stop. <laughs> and, and it's I'm disgusting. A, and I'm going to tell you, she's going to do fine because if she sees the work ethic of her father, it's 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 going to rub off. I mean, hopefully it's contagious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I definitely think so. Well, this is this is a great thing about it too. That how many years are you in the industry now? It'll be our twentieth in August. Okay, are you going to do a big twentieth thing? 
Um, we have a brand called Commemorativo that we have. Um, it's going to be very unique. Uh, we're going to use aspects of stainless steel and and aluminum in a, in a band. It's going to be like something you haven't seen. We have a small family in Germany that's actually manufacturing, and each piece is made by hand, and the cigar will not be very expensive either. But the packaging, it's going to just rock people, kind of like when the champagne first came out with the cello. It's going to stop people, and it's going to be... Uh, a wonderful cigar. We just now, your uh, cellophane. I found out is actually uh, it's a wood byproduct. Yeah, we use pure cellophane. Uh, a lot of people said, you know, we freeze all our tobacco, and what happens is we don't really have any bugs because of that. But what happens is if you they can jump, then they can go into different cigars. And we sell tube all our cigars. A lot of people use polypropylene, which is a plastic byproduct, which a lot of people use because it saves them money. But pure cellophane actually breathes. So you can actually age a Perdomo cigar in your humidor in its own cellophane tubes nice. and also protects a Perdomo cigar from getting infested with bugs from another cigar where maybe someone doesn't use the expense and freeze. And we spend between four and $5,000 a month just in electricity uh, freezing all our bales of tobacco and our finished products before they get shipped into the United States. It's very important. Oh. Very you literally think of everything. Well, I showed you the hinge on that box. Every single as a re, As a retailer, every box opens up 45-degree angle. Well, it doesn't... Everybody's shelves, my shelves anyway, have always been on an angle. Well, if you open 45 degrees, you know what the problem is? The box falls down. Absolutely. So we end up shoving a piece of wood in, and you'll see all kinds of different ways that we end up making it so the box lid can stay open, except for Perdomo Cigars. You yeah. just open the box. All our hinges open up between 126 to 130 degrees. So when, when they sit on a 45-degree incline, they still sit back so they don't fall. And it doesn't hurt anybody's fingers, and it doesn't look bad. Because I think it looks bad when you have to insert pieces of wood right. and metal in there to do that. So it's, it, Everybody's doing it wrong except for you. Everybody's doing it wrong. You, you see the problem that's happening. You have a little store within in Florida. If you ever get a chance and you go down to Miami Lakes, go to Perdomo Cigars because, as the sign says, it's welcome op- welcome to the public. And it you- is, and we just want to show people what we do, and uh, we do tours and so on. But uh, we, want, we want people to come to New England and shop at you guys. Uh, I know that, but, you know, there's nothing like it. If you go down to Miami, you go into a humidor. It's nothing but your product there anyway. Laid out the way it is. It's so beautiful, and I and I look at it, and wouldn't it be nice if we could do that? But there's just too many brands. No, you actually can. Can I? Yes, you can. Tell me how I could do that. Well, Arthur and I will come up here, and we'll we'll, we'll design the store for you. Not a problem. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's laid out so nice, and there's Nick's office right on the side of it, which is an unbelievable office with sports memorabilia and the the big drum set and uh, professional drummer and uh, in the music business, a lot of people in this industry in the in the music business. Yeah, a lot of drummers in the music. Yeah. Yeah. The cigar industry, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. Now, my son's a very good drummer also. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Excellent drummer. Okay. Excellent drummer. All right. Excellent that's, drummer. That's good. That's but but getting, the, getting back to this uh, this new R um, and some of the new and the new stuff we got uh, coming on, we're excited about it. And these projects have taken us quite a long time to uh, to come into fruition, but I think you got to come up with new stuff. Um, that's the biggest in. question to ask. Yeah, it is. What's new? Yeah, that's These guys, they, they want something new. Unfortunately, I love to see the same the same stuff because you, you built a name and you got the thing, but customers want it. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's hard for us, too, because we don't want to cannibalize any of our brands with coming out with new stuff. So to come up with different recipes or blends, it's, it's very tough. We're blessed that we're in Nicaragua, and we have four 
distinct growing regions, and we can come up with numerous combinations of blends and so on. So we're, we're blessed that we can do that, but uh, it's tough to come up with, with new stuff. So a lot of times we're coming up with different shapes. And you had brought up a great uh, point yesterday when you and I were talking. We're, we're, we're probably going to come out with some limited releases so we can come up with some, some different stuff that doesn't really tax um, our thought process or our blending process so much. So we're, we're going to be doing some stuff like that, maybe some limited releases. You had talked about the, yesterday. Does the limited release side of it, does that allow you to um – unload tobacco that you may not have enough of to make a full line? Is, that's that, the, a, is that the main reason why you do a limited release or just to do it? That is the main. Can I hire him? Because he, yeah, he, he, right. he, he, read, he read my mind. That's exactly why we do it. Because sometimes you only have so much tobacco to do maybe 50,000 or 100,000 pieces. You really can't run a production only. for that. Only you know, fifty five thousand. Yeah, talking no, big numbers. No, for, for a lot of companies, that's a that but, is their production. But but you know when you when you talk about a country as large as us and uh, and we're growing around the world, it's it's really a small production when you got two thousand stores. And you only have fifty five thousand cigars that you can produce because you know everything is done by weights. We know exactly what we can make in a production run when we come up with a blend, and that's very important. And Dave, you hit it right on the point. The only way you can do this is having the tremendous amount of inventory. Of, uh, of materials like we have, and, and by growing our tobacco and being totally vertical like we are, it's been a blessing for us because we really do everything from seed all the way to the finished product, even the box manufacturing. The only thing this company doesn't produce is hinges, clasps, and uh, cigar bands. So it's, uh, it's a blessing for us, and we can be able to do that. Do you find your attention to detail ends up just being an expense, or do you find that it saves you money in that you're not – you don't have the, the throwaway expense at the end of your run. No, the attention to detail really costs us more money because a lot of stuff we have to discard because it's not good enough. For example, when we grow tobacco, a lot of the bottom leaves that a lot of people would use because if you buy tobacco, they use they, you, get, you buy a bale of tobacco and you pay for weight. We discard a lot of that, so our yields are, are actually very poor. And, and the benefit of that is to the retailer and the final consumer. Um, when, we, when we grow a production, for example, like this year, which was a, a, a year where we wanted to produce more strength tobaccos. Our, our allotment of fillers really reduced because we were trying to grow more lijeros, which are strong tobaccos, and viso tobaccos. Uh, last year, we tried to grow a lot of binder tobaccos, so our yields were very poor there because we were trying to produce a lot of binders. So a lot of leaves that we could have used, we discarded on that. And we're, we're real pinpoint. Wood, uh, we only use furniture one grade number one woods. I think it's very important that when you make a box, and today when you saw a lot of gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen today buying cigars for their fathers or their husbands or so on for Father's Day, when you give a present to somebody, it should be special. And a box uh-huh. of cigars to me is a special present. When I give somebody a box of cigars, it is very special. In the old days, we'd go out and we'd play golf, and you definitely don't want to play golf with me, but it'd be four hours of being with somebody, whether you liked them or not, to do business with them. You'd have to take them to lunch, whether you liked them or not. Yeah. You'd spend a tremendous amount of money. Now you give a guy a box of cigars... And he's happy as can be, and sure. it's really something special. So to make this rough-cut box or to make really inferior packaging, I think it's it's not right. So I think it's a treat when someone buys a box of cigars or you give a box of cigars. It should be beautiful. And if they get one of your boxes, you don't even have to wrap it. It's already gift-wrapped because the box is so beautiful itself. Thank you. Well, I think it's, I think it's very important. I think... Everything is important from the outside of that box and most especially what's in the box. But it, it's got to be all number one. It's got to it's look as about as perfect as you can make it. I've got to hire you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can't afford them. Well, maybe you can. How many cigars do you make? 
a well, year. We make a lot of cigars, Dave, because of my friends at the IRS. I don't like to say <laughs> okay. how many we make, but uh, we make millions. we make in the, we make millions of cigars. And listen, I'm proud of it. I started out of a garage, right. and I remember a cigar shop called Two Guys Cigar Shop. Uh-huh. where I actually have triplicate forms in the early '90s when I was working, and uh, I couldn't even afford a computer system. And I actually have copies, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you yeah. of Two Guys Smoke Shop where I sold you guys cigars, where I used actually wrote your order on a triplicate form. And I would put the invoice in inside the thing because yeah, uh, you know you got to start somewhere. If it doesn't, it what, doesn't. It's, made, it's what made made you the way you are. I mean, it, it's the tough upbringing. It's the it's the tough times that make you stronger. It's it is, but I was blessed. Listen, my mother works for the company. My mom's in her seventies. She still works for the company. My wife Janine works there. My brother Billy. Um, I've been blessed to have great family members. My dad unfortunately passed away, but was very paramount in the development of the company. My uncle Tony. Um, it's hard to work with family, but at the same time, who can you trust? I mean, my mom, my wife, you yeah. know, my brother. I'm, I've been blessed. And, and the staff that I have in Miami with Arthur Kemper and Jeff Owens and Danny Colon and Juan Laurent, so I can go on and on. And I've been blessed to have a phenomenal sales force that's so dedicated to our company. And we really pull the same way, and I'm proud of that. And we have we have a great line of customers. I mean, you know, look at the gentleman here with a Perdomo cigar shirt and stuff. Right. You know, I saw a lot of that today. Yeah. People coming in wearing the colors. Yeah, awesome. wearing the colors. And, and our customers have been really the front line together with our staff in Miami, not only in Miami, but in, in Nicaragua. I, I couldn't be more blessed than having the people I have. It's definitely not about me. It's about it's about the team that we have. Well, it, it is a great team, and I have the honor uh, every year that you invite me to dinner with your, with your staff at the end of the trade. Yeah, you're invited this year, too. I hope you can I come. I would love to come. I hope and, you can and come. It is, it is unbelievable, and everybody really, it, it is the, a team I haven't seen before in this industry, that everybody is a team player, and uh, I know you're tough to work for, but once the guy ends up doing the right job or something, you're a generous, uh, good, good guy, but you, you don't take any crap. I mean, you, you'd fire the whole staff here today if uh, they went through this. I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> but, and I, and I just I, saw it in your eyes as and, things were going down. I was and, like, cut and, it. And I, and I got to thank you. Our newest employee here in New England, Roy Kirby, has been a total asset. Good. And when you came and you said, Nick, I don't like to recommend too many people. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, as many of you know, Tom O'Hearn passed away, and I loved him like yeah. a family member. And uh, you came up to me after the funeral, and you said, Nick, there's somebody I recommend. And for you to come up to me and say something, it meant a lot. And you said, I recommend Roy Kirby. I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. Roy's been with us for three months. I couldn't ask for any better. And I'm going to tell you, in memory of Tom O'Hearn, if he was alive today, he was a, definitely a company man. He would have been very proud of what Roy's yes, done. He would. He would. And uh, uh, just my hat's off to Roy Kirby. He's done a hell of a job for the company here in New England. Okay, Nick, I'm going to let you get out there and sell some boxes for us. Okay. And we're going to, uh, when we come back, we're going to bring uh, your son, Nicholas III. Nicholas III will be here. Okay. okay. And uh, Thank you, Dave, for having me. It is. Okay. The show's wonderful. Good, good. Okay. Stick around, everybody. This is going to be the first interview of Nicholas III. He's going to be here, and uh, we're going to see uh, what his plans are in the cigar industry because this is going to be an up-and-coming uh, big guy. I think we're going to have to wait four years for the real launch of Nicholas III, but he'll be back. Stick around, everybody. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network. I turn the dog. Now who discuss so-and-so? Flor de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Flor de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. 
Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune, and it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. 
Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Okay, we're back on the Cigar Authority. Hi, everybody. I'm here. My name's David Garofalo, here with Mr. Jonathan. And for the first time ever, is this the first time interview? This is the first time. This is Nicholas Perdomo, the third. What do we call you? Just Nicholas. Nicholas. I'm known as Little 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 Nick. Little Nick's Nick? son. Okay, Nick's son. No, <laughs> ever ever Nicky? Uh, no, not no. so much Nicky. Uh, you got to turn it around, and Nick, you be, Nick becomes. Um, Nicholas's father will turn your dad into Nicholas's father, and you become your Nicholas. And instead of interviewing, um, talking about your dad, your dad becomes Nicholas's father. Okay. Huh? All right. Sounds and, and, good. And, that, and that'll be the big jump that'll end up happening. So you were actually born into this business. Yes, sir. Your dad started in the cigar business before you were born. Oh yeah. I mean, I was raised basically. A lot of these. A lot of the uh, manufacturers, they say, yeah, I've been, my family, so many years we've been in the business, but I can really say, yes, I've been in the business, you know. Your whole life. My whole life, basically. And you like it. Oh, I love it. Yeah? You oh, like yeah. It. And uh, as your dad was saying, you've been to the tobacco fields, you saw every aspect of it. I've been going to Nicaragua since I was five years old. Wow. So every summer, and uh, I, like to, I love it down there. I try to be down there as much as I can. I'll tell you, and, I, and I've tried different businesses in my life, and uh, you know, my, my family didn't come from the, from the tobacco business or anything, but I've tried different things, and you, you see it happening in the cigar businesses. People sell their businesses. In the industry, we're seeing people sell their businesses, and then a couple of years later, they're coming back because this is truly where the people want to be, and it's so fun talking to the people and getting to know everybody and, and talking and, and intelligently talking about it, and I know you know what, what's going on because your dad taught you so you, you're real you're hearing the real story but you get to do something you love and you'll be retired the rest of your life so absolutely yeah. you know i've seen my father how hard he's had the struggle yeah um and he, you know he, he his his work really paid off and it's just the passion he shows for the business and that passion really influenced me my grandfather was a big influence on me as yeah. well uh, i remember when i was 11 years old a couple days before he died i remember we were walking around the facility in nicaragua and I remember he showed me, you know, he showed me all the curing barns. He showed me the production. He showed me every single aspect in the business. And he said, you know, Nicholas, I worked for you. This is all for you someday. Yeah. And I remember he told me that. Yeah. And I remember it, it stuck with me, you know, I mean, seven years later. And um, I want, you know, I want every part in this business. And, you know, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to the University of Alabama. Yes, yeah. Um, I know you're really happy about that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh <laughs> hey, Dad wants what's best for you, Absolutely. and uh, I you know, maybe you're going to learn something there that's going to help the business that he doesn't even know. It seems like he knows everything. Oh, he does. And uh, but maybe there's some sort of business thing you're going to bring, obviously, to the table. It won't hurt. Coming out, right? It's not going to hurt. It's just going to slow you down for four years. <laughs> 
And um, after, after the four years of school, I, I plan on working with my dad and uh, also our vice president, Arthur Kemper. Yes, yeah. I'm looking forward to working yeah. with those guys. They're the, in my opinion, not just because he's my dad, but th- those two, they're the, they're the best combination in the business you're by right. far. You're right. You're right. And uh, uh, how about your sister? you think any chance she's with her... If she ends up stepping in, does it become a whole family thing? Or? I'm not too sure. She's into the fashion. Yeah? She's into fashion. She uh, She's talked about being in the clothing, and uh, maybe she might do something with that. Uh, she's a really smart girl. She, yeah. I always said my sister is my father with, just with long hair and no mustache. And, yeah. Uh, she's going to go real far in life, my sister. Well, I noticed she's not here today. We're gonna, uh, She's going to be at the cigar dinner tonight, but she's out there in the mall shopping and uh, looking at clothes and stuff, and she's doing what she loves. Uh-huh. So that's the key. So That's really all that's missing is a Perdomo clothing line. To go along with the cigars, absolutely, <laughs> and, and maybe that's going to be Natalie's thing—that that she brings fashion to uh, a cigar smokers. I don't know. I, I never, uh, you know, with, with guys, and uh, you know, my daughter says to me, uh, she's getting her outfit together every day, and you know, what outfit am I going to wear? And you notice, besides today, that I'm, I'm wearing, I'm supporting the uh, Perdomo. Uh, clothing today but uh normally it's the same clothes for me every single day you wonder what i'm going to wear i don't want to i have all the same everything yeah you yeah. open up your closet and it's all the same shirt yeah all the same <laughs> pants all the same jackets yeah shoes the same thing it's all the same so that's uh that's what it is anyway so, so nick what do you see yourself bringing to the company i mean everybody has their own different flair their own different style what part of the company do you find yourself gravitating toward that you think you'll be stepping into and taking over that part well, um, I would like to go into sales. I'd like to work on the road. I'd like to try to market the brand as much as I possibly can, go out in different territories and try to expand it um, even more. than I mean, my dad's done an unbelievable job, and uh, I, I don't think I could ever do what he did, and hopefully I can be half as successful as he is well, in Well, I'm sure you to be twice as good. Well, Twice is good. Wouldn't it be nice instead of trying to be half of what you got to be careful. You'll end up with two people kicking you in the butt, Dave, <laughs> and your dad. Now, now, Dad isn't just paying attention to the customer right now. He's paying attention to you. He, he is really the coach. He is a coach. Absolutely. That's how I look at him. And that, that not just goes for you. I know he coached Roy. I know uh, Tom, uh, Tom who passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom was a, was a friend. He was in the business for a lot of years, and I got to know Tom very, very well. And when Tom went to train at Perdomo and he came back, and he was he was probably – 30 years in the business, mm-hmm. and he went down and for about a month or so trained uh, in Nicaragua, trained in Miami, went out with Nick, and he came back and said, Dave, if I ever learned 20, 30 years ago what I just learned the past 30 days, my life would be altogether different. He says, I learned the cigar business. He waited 30 years to learn the cigar business. It's it really something. So you, that, that's your edge, let me tell you. Your edge is you really learn the cigar business. You grew up with it. You learn the right way right off the bat, and you don't have all that crap to deal with because I, I was taught wrong things. And then going down to the factories and learning for myself, I realized all the lies and, and propaganda that was thrown at me and stuff. So you know the real deal that's going on anyway. You like cigars yourself? Oh, I, lo- cigars? I love cigars. Yeah. I've smoked about three or four a day. Uh, big cigar smoker. How old were you when you had your first cigar? Whether he knows about it or no, he's not paying attention right now. You can tell us. Um, I don't know if I could say that on the air, but uh, 
I've been smoking for a while. I've, I've had cigars. You're 18 years old. I'm 18 years old. And you've been smoking for a while. So I've that's, been smoking that's for a while. Yep. That, that, that says the answer. <laughs> what do you like? What do you What do you tend to gravitate towards? Um, I, I, I mean, I, I smoke everything. I like every cigar, but uh, I'm more of a full body kind of guy. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, the brand new Champagne Noir. That's a That's a great cigar. That's what, um, that's what we're smoking now. What are you smoking now? I'm smoking a Perdomo Patriarch Maduro, the Robusto. Okay. Uh, we're smoking the uh, the Noir. Jonathan, what do, you, what do you got here? I'm getting a, uh, like a honey graham cracker, uh, specifically the cinnamon honey graham cracker. The cinnamon spice has obviously, it, well, in my opinion, it's been the, the, the boldness of the cinnamon has been fermented away so that you just get a very subtle cinnamon flavor without the bite. There's no bite to the cigar at all. Very smooth, very sweet, uh, really picking up a lot of the sweetness from the wrapper, uh, and it's so well-balanced. Uh, I'm uh, a third of the way in. I'm starting to get a little bit of the head rush. You can tell it is a full-bodied cigar from smoking it, but not from tasting it. This is, uh, I'll tell you, I had the pleasure of smoking this before it was released, and it was young. And they, I mean, they certainly know when to release a cigar and hold hold on, hold on, not yet. Well, there they are. Ship them. Not yet, not yet. Okay, now, all of a sudden, it is a different cigar. The, the bite has completely gone away. Yes. And the first time I had it pre-production before the thing was released, there was a bite to it, and the bite went away. So, uh, honey graham cracker, I don't know. It's weird that he gets these things and stuff. But <laughs> it, next time you smoke it, you're going to taste honey graham cracker oh. a little cinnamon on it. It's the weirdest thing that ends up happening. There's something to it, what, what you do, Jonathan. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, as I said, uh, the uh, some people end up leaving the cigar industry yeah. and go off and try something else. Right. Um, reported uh, to us just uh, just a couple days ago, Jose Blanco from uh, La Aurora, uh, after three decades of being in the cigar business, and we, we talked to Jose before, um, he's leaving La Aurora, and uh, in his final statement he said, uh, you know, I'm leaving, it's been 30 years, and I love the people there and all that stuff, but I'm leaving. But his last statement was, cigars are in my blood, though, which tells me these guys He's are, coming back. He's coming back. They, they, the, the second they walk out the door, they end up uh, uh, make, making a, a comeback. Uh, you know, I don't know what they, what, what's reported and why that is going on, but um, the same goes for Sam Lachia, who uh, Sam was with Nub uh, and Kane and helped launch that. And um, he has a new cigar coming out by Taranio. And um, what's going to end up holding Sam back, and I just want to bring this up to you, Jonathan, is uh, the report right now is that Oliva has a lawsuit against Sam to try to stop him from coming out. So they hold him back um, to get out of the business. Uh, from what I understand, it wasn't Sam making the exit. It was them asking for him to exit. He's trying to make the, the comeback. He wants to be back in, and they're going to try to hold him back from coming in. And, and this is what happens in this industry. Uh, this is the, the politics involved with it. This is the ugliness. certainly explains why he didn't want to comment on whether or not there was a non-compete clause. Yeah, you apparently know. there is something there. There's something there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, th- this is the ugliness of, of uh, the industry that I don't like because, you, uh, you know, when, when Royce decided that he's going to leave worked at Two Guys Smoke Show for a lot of years and decided, geez, you know, I want to um, better myself and move on to uh, um, working for Perdomo Cigars. Are, are you okay with it? 
with all my heart. I, I hope he does better for himself, and I, I wish him the best. And, uh, you know, here I am on the sideline seeing how he's doing out there and glad to hear that he's doing good. There's, yes, he there's, there's, uh, there's folks out there that actually wish somebody doesn't do, do well that, that's leaving you to only do better for themselves. You know, do you uh, ever see yourself as branching out and maybe going off on your own cigar company and, and, and or just staying with the family? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to stay with the family for sure. Um, I want to I want to make my father's company even better than what it is. I want to keep the name. I want it to be the strongest name in the cigar industry by yeah. far. My grandfather worked hard in this company. My father definitely works real hard. And um, I want to keep the torch. I want to keep it going. I want to keep that fire. I want to keep that name. Just I want it to grow. Good, good. I, I, I hope it does. I know it will. And, jeez, uh, good luck to you. And Thank you. Uh, you uh, during the summer, you have the summers off from school anyway. Mm-hmm. You're able to go to cigar stores and yeah. do events and promotions and stuff. I saw people getting your autograph on the cigar boxes. That's got to be pretty cool, right? It is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> My dad's autograph's worth a thousand times more than yeah, mine is, but uh, for now, you know. yeah, they just they, they know that they know what's coming, and so they're getting the autograph now because they can have it before you were the next big somebody. <laughs> and what, what are the like kid when you're in high school and stuff? The kids think, yeah, that you you know your your parents are in the tobacco business. Do you ever get any crap about your parents in the tobacco business and it's not good and any of that stuff? No, because most of my friends are. I turned them into cigar smokers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so. Uh, you know, they, they love cigars. How about the school teachers themselves or anything? Have there ever been any uh, problems? Or it's been pretty cool. You're in Miami anyway. Yeah, I went to a, a pretty uh, strict uh, Christian school, and some of them gave me crap, but uh, I wouldn't tolerate it, and uh, I, I would get my dad into it. And I think we all know my dad, and my dad, <laughs> my dad set him on fire. So, I mean, they, after a while, they didn't have too many problems. Okay, that, that, that's good. Um, listen, Jonathan, we have some birthdays out there. I want to mention yeah. the birthdays here. You got that going? I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll, my man. You are. Okay. Uh, today is June 18th. It's the 169th day of the year. There is 196 days remaining, and we have uh, some birthdays out there. Uh, you want to turn up the green volume over there? Is your birthday. There we go. I got a new song. I wish you many, many. Uh, big birthday today. Whose birthday is it today? Today's birthday is uh, my sister Natalie. She's turned sweet 16. Today, actually birthday, today, Natalie. June 18th. Yep. Happy birthday, Natalie. And it, it's a, uh, we're going to have uh, a little cake for her tonight. She's not hearing it now anyway. We've got a, um, Roy's daughter is a, a baker. She makes these outstanding cakes. Looking forward to it. So uh, we've got a nice cake for her. It's very nice of her to... to uh, Celebrate her birthday with with us at, uh, in in a, in the cigar dinner anyway, and uh, we'll try to make it special for her anyway. Also celebrating their birthday today. Do you know other people that have the same exact birthday as your sister? Paul McCartney's got the same. Yes, exact he birthday. does. It's Paul McCartney's birthday today. You got music for Paul McCartney? I do. Say say say. No. What is this? It's a, it's, it is a Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney collaboration, but it's the other one. No. Paul McCartney and, 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 and Michael Jackson singing a song. <laughs> but this is Mr. Jonathan. This is what he's all about. Paul McCartney from the Beatles. The girl is mine. Oh, the girl is mine. And there's no girl that's his. It's Michael Jackson. The girl is mine. 
is a deliberate lie right there from Michael Jackson. <laughs> so I was not sure. How he, old married, was he? he married uh, Lisa Marie Presley. For a, for a week or two. And hey, whatever. He got to see her naked. I saw the video. You saw the video? Yes. How old is Paul McCartney today? I'm going to guess 62. Remember the song, When I'm 64? Is he 64? No. Oh. Because I would have been like, oh, if he's 64, that's what I should have played. 65? 69. 69. Holy smokes. Next year, Paul McCartney will be 70 years old. That's going to be a, radio, a TV special. That's something, huh? Um, also, uh, today it's the birthday um, of a uh, of Uday Hussain. Do you know who he was? He was Saddam Hussein's son, who was actually killed in 2003. We, the Americans, murdered him. He died at 47. Dead man walking? Oh, really? <laughs> this is actually something to celebrate that we killed this monster anyway, but uh, absolutely. Uday Hussan. See if we were on Saddam Saddam Radio, we they're all dead now anyway. We could say MF instead of monster. Right, right. So, uh, but most importantly, it's Natalie Perdomo's 16th birthday, and uh, she'll probably get into another part of the business, the Perdomo clothing business, but uh, hey, who knows? I, I know when I went down there uh, a couple of months ago, I was down in uh, Miami, I stopped in to see you guys, and yep. there she was right in the uh, in the offices and sitting, you guys were sitting out there with your friends. Yeah. So, uh yep. Hey, it's, it's part of your business. It's it's the life. You guys are in the cigar business as a family anyway. So uh, yep. anyway, that's uh, that's that. Um, everybody doesn't have a, the, the sweet family uh, setup that you have. Um, like like Mr. Jonathan, he has uh, problems with his wife. And usually uh, this, this time of, uh, of the show each week, we like to bring up um, Mr. Jonathan's problems he's having with his wife. Because it's it's a nonstop problem. You can understand why. You, know, you, you, you got to know Mr. Jonathan right now. So, Mr. Jonathan, you got a story this week? Well, of- my wife and I were out to dinner on Monday, and uh, the we're out. Uh, I forget the restaurant, whatever it is, Amalfi's, I think. And uh, over sitting at the bar, we see a guy who is clearly inebriated. And my wife looks at him, and she covers her face like this. And I'm like, "What? What's going on?" She goes, "See the guy over at the bar." drinking way too heavily I'm like yeah she's like that was my first love in high school you know high school sweetheart uh i broke up with him and i was like wow that's an awful long time for someone to keep partying right <laughs> and that's where the fight started that's where the fight started and then it goes from there so you got to be careful with the uh she wasn't a big fan of that one Right, so, so uh, did you have a, any class this week that you had to sit there and try to clean up your, your, your marriage thing, or is there anything? We're on a once-a-month visiting with the, oh, uh, that's it. the marriage counselor now, so uh, once a things, month. Are, things are getting better. Oh. The only advice the counselor says to me is um, when she's talking, just, just shut up, and then after she's done talking, still shut up, and, and the marriage will go on forever. So this is a female counselor? Yes. That's what I said. It's all one-sided. One-sided. The counselor does not have a sense of humor. She did not like me tossing the toothbrush at my wife and saying, when you're done cutting the grass with the sit, you didn't hear the story. So my wife is wants me to mow the lawn, and my lawnmower was buried underneath a coverall that collapsed in the wintertime. And I was lazy about getting it out. It was going to be an hour project to pull it out, another two hours to mow the lawn. The lawn gets to be a foot long. 
So my wife, to make a point, waits until I'm about to come home and is outside cutting the grass with scissors, little two-inch scissors, to make a point. So I go upstairs and I get my toothbrush, not, not her toothbrush, my toothbrush, and I take it and I toss it on the ground next to her and say, when you're done mowing the lawn, the driveway could use a good sweeping. And that's when the fight started. Yeah, the counselor did not think that was funny at all. Dave thought it was funny. But there she was trying to do a little joke on you and make yeah. you feel bad, and you, you threw it right back at her because you could have quick like that. She could have spent an hour or half an hour helping me dig the lawnmower out, but instead she decides to bust my chops. I get her back. I get nothing but grief. Girlfriends, what do you got going on? Anything important? No, no serious relationships. No. I got a lot of girls that are my friends, so I'm, I'm in good hands. Good, good. <laughs> um, no, there's nothing really to get into to say your next project on the cigars. I, I talked to you yesterday about some projects I thought would be good for you, but everything's on. Do you, uh, you, do you like the ideas? Do you do any experimenting with uh, making any blends yourself um, in your spare time? No, not yet, not yet. Actually, my dad... I'm, uh, my dad's going to be making me some cigars, uh, some different sizes in Nicaragua, so I'm going to give those a try, and uh, it's different blending, so yeah, I guess. I'm looking forward to that. When you walk around the factory, is there any bowing, like, oh, that's Nick's son, or are you just one of the guys? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of bowing. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it, what's, what's different at that factory, too, is Nick goes around, and it's not like, okay, now here, here comes... Uh, you know, the guy, everybody pays attention. He, he goes around and he talks to them. He knows them by name. And you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of workers and stuff. And uh, very, very nice to the people. They, uh, again, I said it earlier that he's, he's uh, a kind, very, very nice guy. But he demands that they work and do what they're supposed to do. So you do the right thing, you got it made. You do the wrong thing, you're gone. That's all. It's that black and white pretty he much. Just, he, That's he how he exists. is with everything? Oh, absolutely. That's it. It's black and white. He exists I like as a... As a brick wall hallway he is the wall and you will go down the hallway otherwise there's going to be trouble here and trouble there there's no there's no choice you're going straight down it's going to be right well you don't get to walk down the hallway isn't it refreshing though isn't it a refreshing way there's no bs this is it this is what you do this is what it is and that's it it's just a it's so simple but it's so refreshing because that's not the way it is out there. And the, the, the next generation and, and present company excluded, but this generation that's going on is an entitled generation. I don't know if you see it and how you feel about other people that are out there, kids your age and stuff. i got a serious problem with it. Um, and, and it's not that i got a problem with young people. It's a, a problem with the generation. And, again, you don't lump everybody together, but it's a pretty big lump of uh, a, a generation of, listen, Give it to me, you know. Just give it yeah, to me. I deserve this. Yeah. For for what reason? I have no idea. But that's what it is, and that and, and I, I don't see it getting in any better. I see it uh, actually getting worse. Is is what's going on? Uh, let me touch with what's going to happen next week here on the Cigar Authority. Uh, we're going to be back here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and we're going to be here with uh, the folks from La Flor Dominicana. We were talking about the big, thick ring-gauge cigars that are out there. They have made a cigar, a Fleur Dominicana, called a Double Digger. It's eight, eight and a half inches long by 66 ring-gauge. That's a mouthful. And uh, I think it's going to be a one-cigar show because I think it's going to take 
probably three, four hours to smoke it. So we'll smoke one cigar during during the show. I have not smoked a cigar before. I, I just look at it and I go, I don't want to smoke the cigar. It's, it's just not, uh, I don't want to be dedicated to something, anything. Even if it's good, I don't want something good for four hours. I mean, it's... It could be too much of a good thing. Too much of a good thing. What is interesting sometimes about cigars like that is the way they do the makeup of the cigar is they set it up to change a little bit each time. Did you, you smoke it? New, no, but I'm, okay. I'm just saying in general what I've noticed when someone comes out with a monster cigar like that, they don't want it to be a single event. They want it. They, they build in multiple events into the cigar, so it builds in strength, drops in strength, adds flavors, takes away flavors. I don't know if it's that or it's okay. There's big. 6x60 six ring gauge cigars, so let's make an 8x60. You know, let, let's just do it 8x66. Let's make it even bigger just because... We want to be the biggest. The, the biggest Richard contest. It's, it's not the it's not necessarily the, the best cigar. Again, I haven't smoked a cigar before, but it's the biggest one out there. Now the problem that ends up happening is it's out there. It's, it's already seeing success. Do I show up at this next trade show? Are you coming to the trade show? I'll be at the trade show this yeah, year. This is the I'll be writing your order this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so at the, our big national trade show, what it is is a lot of copycats that, you know, a lot of companies that see success of one thing and all they do is is make turn it a little bit, like just add an inch to it, and now mine's bigger than yours. And, you know, the, the, in a guy-type industry, that's what that's it's all about. what you get. That's what it's, you know, mine's stronger. You know, we have now the strongest cigar. We have the biggest cigar. We have not necessarily the best. You know, you don't hear a lot of that. You hear Nick saying we have the best cigar. It's all about the cigar itself. But it's it's who's is larger, who's is longer, who's is is stronger. They're just appealing to one of the senses. They're not trying to appeal to all of them. Whereas you smoke a Perdomo and now you've got an experience that you just lit. It's not oh, it's just this is just a big honking cigar, or it's just a dark cigar, or it's just that. And, and I'll be honest, this. this is not my size. It's not your size, no. no. It's, it's too big for me, but it, it's certainly where... I'm looking forward to when, when the rest of the line comes out with regular sizes on this. Do you know what the regular sizes are? Are they going to be just like the champagne sizes? Yeah, they'll be just like the champagne sizes. I, I believe we'll have anywhere from the 60-inch ring gauge all the way to the down to the 50. And the, and the lowest is a 50? A 50. Now... You like thinner ring gauges. I'm a thinner ring gauge kind of guy. But on the Podomo line, there isn't a lot of thin thin ring gauges. You got to go to the um, the lowest is going to be the um, the Patriarch. Patriarch, and that's why you're smoking Patriarch. Yeah, yeah, Patriarch's a great cigar. I smoke it not only because you know the, the ring gauge, but because it's after my grandfather. So that's I mean we may, it's probably one of the best cigars we make by far. So we got uh, 30 seconds. We're going to bump on out. Okay. I want to thank both of the Perdomos, Nick and Nick, for Absolutely. joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Wish you all the luck in the world, man. Okay. It's going to be fun watching you grow. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Okay, forward folks, to thanks for joining us. A little technical difficulties today, but we're going to come back strong next week, I promise you. Stay tuned. Stick with us. We're going to get bigger and better ourselves, too. So we'll be back next week. It's La Florida Dominicana next week here on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Catch you next time. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. 
Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven! Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family. Until I made the decision...